Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff, like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. time hosted by two girls one goth how are we feeling today guys fucking easy breezy beautiful cover girl that's right billy how are you feeling i'm feeling wonderful thank you so much wonderful you just got his your energy's on. a little low it's my energy to... it is maybe do you want to be just... accosted no maybe i'm just a little bit raspy right now he's a little bit raspy yeah. why are you raspy i have that whiskey soaked uh voice <laughs> okay you're drinking <laughs> vodka though i know <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what Patrick. And you're not really. I think that's what Patrick said. Raspy <laughs> at all. obsessed. Yes. Mm, what? Yeah, he said something about my whiskey-soaked voice on True Crown Obsessed. Oh my gosh, he's gonna take one compliment and just ride. I'm it gonna to roll the moon. with it. Yeah, as opposed to the brainless scarecrow. <laughs> brainless <laughs> scarecrow is a bit of a compliment. If I'm, you just spin it the right Well, way. listen, I'm 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 part of Wizard of Oz. That's what that's what it's saying. I know, yeah. and don't you love that? I feel like that's very on brand for you. Yeah, sure. I guess. If I only had a brain. Mm-hmm. It works. It tracks. <laughs> Thanks. With your narrative. I really like it for Billy. Me too. All right. It's great. <laughs> Let's get it. We're going to move on to the day. Are we? All right, yeah. Billy. What day is it today? Well, today's September 9th and 1956. Elvis makes his first appearance on the Ed Sullivan show. Wow. Now, here's the thing. Everyone talks about the idea that Elvis was shot above the waist. Now, yes. that did happen, but that was in his third appearance. In his first appearance, we Who saw him. him Someone shot at him? No, we're talking about shooting <laughs> as like a, like a video. Oh, God. You're in the business. You know what we're talking about. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't know. Do you think you would have known? <laughs> this is a true crime podcast. I'm like, anything's possible. And honestly, according to four members of our Facebook group, I'm culturally unaware. So anything's possible with me. All right. So here's the crazy thing. When he was on his first appearance... 60 million people watched. 82.6% of everyone with a TV watched Whoa, this guy. That's crazy. Yes. He invented pelvic gyrations. So they performed. He so he performed and then they showed his entire, you know, body and then some people were just like that's too much for America. Too sexual. Too a pants crotch moving at such moving velocity. Around. Moving around. With such syncopation is just Frankly, unacceptable. Yes. Unacceptable. Keep that gyrating crotch. Ooh, 
to yourself. So, <laughs> just like turn yourself on. Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> yes. So, um, but at the end of the performance, Ed Sullivan called him. This is for the, from the third one. A real f- decent, fine boy. But that fine boy. It sounded like you're gonna say a real fucking guy. <laughs> a real fine boy is not where I thought you were going. A real at all. decent. Oh, he's definitely a real trying decent, to mutter out the. Pepper. A real decent fuck boy. Are you are you turned on too? By Elvis. A real fuck boy. I don't know. You're like overcome <laughs> suddenly. You've like you're a real t- decent fuck boy. Your, your loins are trembling. Like I don't know well, what's happening. I mean, this is like a really good foreshadowing because Elvis was a fuck boy. Yes. Well, and a pedophile, but a fuck boy as well. Yes. Well, I was going to say. With loins and all. This fine boy had a dark past. So and trembling today loins. Doesn't seem no. so dark, it, it, but we Listen, will get into the darkness of Elvis. Anybody that's called a fine boy definitely has some Especially shit by on. a fellow white man. Yes. Like, you know, any white man calling another white man, he's a good fine boy. You know that fucking Brock Turner probably got called a fine boy. You know they burnt all the records of what they've done before. Like, they're yes. all looking out for each other. Yes. You gotta know this. A fine boy. Elvis is talented and he can gyrate his hips like no other. Fine boy he is not. Mm-hmm. Fine boy he is absolutely not. And honestly, I didn't really know too much about it until honestly we today are, when we yep. started looking into it so we're gonna be talking about elvis later on in the show we're gonna crush some dreams get ready sorry friends sorry friends but uh until then uh we got some bitching to do that's right until we bitch about elvis please rise court is now in session all rise call the first witness how do you plead guilty or not guilty All right, welcome to On The Stand. In this segment, we are each bringing something to the stand. We're either defending it or prosecuting it. For some reason, Billy thinks this this segment is very negative. However, I am bringing something that I am defending. It's liberating. It is liberating. It's acknowledging and absolving you of your guilt for whatever thinking you're having. That is if it's a guilty thing. That's the thing, Billy. A lot of this is about like we're proving innocence here. This is an innocence project of sorts. Innocence project. Yes. So why are they on trial? because, because people have misread. It's a cultural trial that we are trying to make an end to. Honestly, Billy's argument, Billy's got a lot of negative shit going on. This is not. <laughs> I, I, I'm. Sh- He's this projecting. Is, this He's is projecting. so misplaced, Billy. Like, no, Billy does project a lot of his personal situations onto <laughs> on the stand. Honestly, every week he really does. He's like, this is negative. I'm like, you're a murder podcast guy. Like, this is not aligning with your truth. See it. See it, my friend. It's the same way that, like, people complaining about our cussing isn't really aligning with our content. Like, it's a murder podcast. <laughs> like, it's a true crime podcast and cursing offends you. Yes. It's okay. We're not going to get into that. Um, I'll start because I'm going to take a sip of water really quick. And Ooh, you hear that echo? It's yeah, like a little con- nice. It's like a little conch shell of Jack's yeah. voice. Yes, I will start this podcast with my stand. What is the ocean telling you, Jacqueline? The ocean is telling me, and I don't, this just came to me because I was like, all of my on the stands were kind of lukewarm. I'm like, I don't know. None of these are really like, I don't feel passionate about until I thought about ketchup. On the stand today. Where are you going with this? Oh boy. Is warm ketchup. Ooh, I like warm ketchup. And I am defending warm ketchup. Oh, yes, girl. Defending it to the death. I know most people refrigerate their ketchups. I actually usually refrigerate the ketchup that I own in my house. However, there is nothing like a McDonald's packet of ketchup. 
I hate a cold ketchup with a hot fry. Yes. I want a room temp ketchup. That being said, I feel like bacteria would grow in it at my home I know. if I left it out. Absolutely. But there- like, I'm with you. I hate a co- icy cold ketchup with a hot perfect fry I just feel like warm ketchup is very reminiscent of being out at a restaurant or Mm -hmm. going out to eat being at a fast food place because they don't refrigerate their ketchup packets and that's when I feel like your food is in its prime state yeah but if you're at home and you're eating something that needs ketchup it's just like kind of depressing yes and you're taking mm-hmm. it cold and you're sad probably hungover out of, out of the refrigerator anything you need to eat ketchup with at is, home you don't need you, to be making it's just you're not feeling great about it no you don't put ketchup on a good steak you don't put ketchup on an excellent like salad salad or <laughs> or, a, or some really well charred vegetables like you don't do that ketchup goes with fucking crispy chicky nuggies it's like a corn dog a tater tot that Wait. you refer that which mm-hmm. i honestly corn dog a tater tot i, I got th- those turkey corn dogs from trader joe's that you had and they are fucking delicious did you have one yes they're so good it's the best thing it's but, the so best good. thing from trader joe's but to be honest i really wish that my ketchup wasn't refrigerated you gotta leave it maybe put it in a little ramekin about when you take the turkey <laughs> when you take the dog Let out it to sit. put it to put it in the oven yeah, you maybe let it reach air temp. Yeah, it's just... Remember what they made you do with, like, goldfish or betta fish? Like, leave it out for a while. Let it reach room temp before you put it in the water with the rest of the things. I didn't know that that was a thing, but that just does... Just me? That, mm-hmm. No, it's a thing. That does make sense with ketchup. So I'm actually interested to see what other people, what their opinions are about ketchup, because I would rather almost not have ketchup than have a cold ketchup. Hmm. I'm so glad you brought this up, because I was between two... On the stand things. Oh, wait. You go first. Oh. Well, you, I did. You, you, but, like, I mean, <laughs> conclude. Oh, my conclude. That's just it. Uh, not much of a conclusion. I mean, there is a huge conclusion. Cold and it ketchup? is not guilty. Cold ketchup? Guilty or not guilty? No. Hot ketchup. <laughs> hot ketchup. Guilty or not guilty? Warm, warm ketchup. Not guilty. Piping hot ketchup. Guilty or not guilty? <laughs> Boiling ketchup. Like, Isn't that tomato sauce? Tomato sauce. <laughs> tomato sauce. Guilty or not guilty? <laughs> Warm ketchup, not guilty. Taylor, who's doing our social media, write warm ketchup on the Instagram slide. Yes. I'm going to say war- room temp ketchup, not guilty. Hot ketchup, mistrial. Because everyone's. No, you know what? Hot ketchup, I've never had yet. Might be good. Might be amazing. Might be delicious. Mm, that's soup. That's called tomato soup. What you yeah. love? <laughs> I hate tomato soup. Oh, I love it. Then so, not guilty all around for Jack. Not Mead. guilty for piping hot ketchup. I'm going to say no. not guilty because I support my best friend. Okay. Not guilty. Okay. Great. Very supportive. We love that. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. So this brings me to, it's so funny you bring this up because I have the same qualms, but with guac or avocado. Okay. People put guac or avocado in a burrito and then heat it. Oh. (laughs) And it's hot avocado or guac. It turns into like lard. It turns into like warm fat flavorless fat it tastes disgusting the only time avocado is good and when it's cold and added after Mm. and again i wasn't gonna bring this up but it's perfect and hot guac is blasphemous do not exist but people do because people reheat their chipotle with guac on it people like people reheat their food with guac in it and i'm like that is disgusting it honestly ruins 
you cannot have a leftover guac if it's no. hot. No, no, well, you can't have a left of leftover guac at all because it goes bad so fast. Unless you squeezed hella lemon on it, mm. and then it, it stops it from going bad. But my point is, is that just heated heated avocado is always a mistake. I don't think anybody I can't think likes that. People like it. <laughs> people heat breakfast burritos with guac in it. People fucking like it. So do you not like a breakfast burrito with guac at all? You just want like a guac on the side. I don't want. If you panini it and put it all together and then heated it and there's guac or avocado in there, that's horrible. What if it's a night, if you cook the tortilla and cook the eggs and stuff and you added guac and the guac is cold or the avocado is cold, but the rest of the things are hot. I can't have a cooked avocado involved in my situation. What do you think about a panini sandwich with a lettuce that gets hot? Same Mm. blasphemous Mm. actions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A hot lettuce that's called wilted spinach. <laughs> like, honestly, there's no fucking good hot lettuce. Honestly, spinach is a struggle, but we eat it because it's good for you, you know? Yeah. No one wants it. Heated kale, again, that was a trendy thing. No one's craving that. We're eating it because, like, it's good for you. No one wants a wilted green <laughs> that's just, like, a cold, meant to be cold. Billy? Yeah, I, I, I just want the Billy steak. doesn't eat anything we've mentioned I just so want far. To, yes. I just want, <laughs> Billy doesn't just eat greens. Steak? Billy he doesn't does, eat guac. He does eat the ketchup. I, I've started eating ketchup. You I normally didn't do it. Started I just ketchup. started eating ketchup. I just started eating ketchup. What? Because. He's like tomato. Because, hang, yes, because oh, hanging out, ha, because the ass with the tomato, but hanging out, you know, while we were shooting with this one. With the hamburglar. With the hamburglar <laughs> over here. <laughs> Ooh, there's your moniker. <laughs> yeah. And um, the hamstring burglar and her with like you know it doesn't order McNuggets with a sauce. I love sauces. Ketchup. I'm a sauce guy. Extra ketchup. She thinks the so- ketchup is a sauce, which I don't believe it is. Ketchup is a sauce. It's the sauce. Yeah, it's but- a people sauce. It's the only nostalgic flavor combination I want. I'm not mm. there for a, a nugget with ranch. A like, barbecue, a ranch, no, there's, a it's hot It's from mustard, my childhood. Is, okay. I want ketchup nugget, ketchup fry. I don't want anything else. I don't. I like mm. ranch with like chicken wings and pizza like we did today. But like mm-hmm. there's no other sauce for nuggets for me. Mm. Okay. Except for honey, straight honey. Don't knock it till you try it. Okay. I like it, but not as much as ketchup. Oh, it's so fucking delicious. Yeah. All right. So hot guac. <laughs> hot guac. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. This will be a really interesting poll. Dude, hot guac. Guilty. Honestly, listen. Hot here, guac. Guys, hear me out. A merch with a, a sexy avocado. Stop moving your mic around, Alexis. <laughs> hear me out. Our merch. A sexy avocado like in a bikini. Like hot guac. Hot guac. Hot guac sounds like the name of like some kind a of. A DJ. A, yeah. Like it's definitely like. Uh, like Diplo's new song. One of my favorite memes is like, of you know, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio from Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street throwing the money. Yeah. And it's like, there's one like, I know guac is extra. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. the extra money. And I'm like, yes. I love that. All the guac memes here, here for it. Billy? But- All right. So we were recording last time. I played some music on the stereo. <laughs> oh, now, no. this is what I'm putting on the stand to defend it. With my life. Now, I put on three. <laughs> All right. No, 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 no. Let me do Thank you. As long as I get my say. I put on The Doors. I was told two songs in, what the hell is this? Can you please change this? I then put on The Beatles. Two songs in, what the hell is this? Can you change this? And then I put on... The Rolling Stones. It's a band that you m- so many of you m- might not know. Okay, now here's what I do. I listen, and this is what we're putting on the stand. 
whole albums. Okay. Now, we're putting on entire albums as opposed to just picking your favorite songs and making a playlist or something like that. This is what I did. I put on The Doors. I believe it was like LA Greatest Woman. accordion hits. <laughs> it, was, I, it sounded like Gogol, Gogol, Bordello. <laughs> it was did, so bad, Billy. It was the three albums I put on were LA Woman, Revolver, and Beggar's Banquet, which are easily in the top 50 of anybody's top 50 albums. Okay. And I got shit for all three of them. Listen, you're appealing to your listeners. They're going to like vehemently (laughs) condemn us for this. But I have to say, yes, whole albums. You don't start with their worst songs, (laughs) which is what you did. So we were here like trying to focus and it was like accordion folk polka rock. Well, uh, let me also jump in that I think that we asked Billy to put on like a pump up pump us up music no you didn't say that i said i'll put on some music no it was then... already on you're just you're not a vibe creator <laughs> in any way no, he knows how to create his own vibe but he doesn't know to know For how his to own step sadness out. he doesn't know how to step outside his own comfort zone and like help curate a vibe that other people will enjoy yeah, you're like whatever polka rock you're wearing with your leader hosen on your own is one thing. Like as you're tip tapping around here, like dancing near polka music. But like no there were a lot of people here. A lot of people. There were, it was us and Jared. It was us and Jared. Yeah, more than you. And Jared. And you were like, Yeah, this will pump us was, up. Jared was vibing. Well, I will Jared, say that. He was vibe. I mean, listen, Jared loves that music. I also do it. I mean, Me I too. fucking love the you Beatles. You the worst songs for the time. Thing it was, we asked. We didn't ask for that. We asked for like music to to like pump up to, as okay. Jack said. All right. What music? What? Give me an album then because I'm putting an album on the That's stand. That's not putting, what you're, you're no, but, saying. They're two different things no, no, right no, now. No, no, because what I did was I took a great band and a great album. I put it on. Two songs into it, you didn't like it. Listening to an entire album is for you. If we're asking <laughs> us to curate a fun vibe, that is not on us. To, we don't have the kind of time to listen to an entire album to get <laughs> pumped up. Yeah, listen, this this you're on the stand is too vague, vague. No. <laughs> again. You're not good at this. We have to whip you into shape. Learn what on the stand is. You'll never learn. You literally couldn't make a mixtape back in the day because all you could mm-hmm. listen to are full records, which I understand. I love listening to a full album of certain albums that I enjoy the entire album of. Mm-hmm. I put on Beatles records all the time when I'm at home. I put on Zeppelin records all the time when I'm at home. Mm-hmm. I would not put them on as like I had people over that were trying to like up the vibe to like to get be us productive. all talking mm-hmm. and like do a thing. Yeah, I don't want an accordion ensemble. Is there an album that could do that? No. No. There's no full album that people can pump people up. Album. No, well, listen. And some are high, some are low. The energy is very inconsistent in mm. most albums. Unless it's like a techno. Trap House. Jack could fall, probably find a Trap House album that, that got her in a well, good Well, you could mood. put Kygo on and that would like get the beat up. But that's like for, for a pool party. Mm. Billy's like, there's no polka music <laughs> in that album. There's no accordions. By the way, it's not polka Ray Manzarek Al- is playing a Hammond B3 organ. That's what he's doing. That's not a polka. That's not it's a, an accordion. It's the same sound. Okay, no, we've got to end this conversation. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay, so playing full albums, apparently, with other people in your house. That <laughs> is what's on trying, the stand. When you're trying to set a mood to pump people up, but you play a low-energy album. Yeah. That's what's on the stand. Not, I'm going to say not, guilty. Yeah. <laughs> guilty. Not guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Convicted. Convicted. Majority right. rules. 
<laughs> Once again, Billy makes this so fucking confusing. <laughs> like, way to... Sim- All right, you know what? Next way time- to overcomplicate the most simple segment we have. You know what? Next time, we're doing Phantom Menace, so watch the damn movie. Do okay? whatever the fuck you want. Have you watched- have you watched- abstract shit. No one can follow. Have you watched Phantom Menace? Do you remember it? Goodbye, Billy. Painting. On to we, the next I'm doing, segment. No, I'm doing geek stuff the entire time. On to the next segment. Why don't you set up your next segment? Uh, when we come back, there's time for some true crime rewind. Rewind. <laughs> no abstract or pull the music aloud. <laughs> He'll make this confusing, too. Uh. <laughs> If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. It's almost summer, and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. True crime. Yeah. It's rewind time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to True Crime Rewind. We are going to be covering the dark history of Elvis. 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 Now, when you think of Elvis and you think of dark, what's the first thing that you think of before you might have done research? When he died? Dying on the toilet. Dying on the toilet. His weird quaffed dark hairdo. Okay. (laughs) It's not dark. Black hair. Dark. He had a great head of hair. Great, but like when you say like when you think of a dark Elvis, I'm like his dark hair. Okay, okay. Um, do you think about that Elvis started dating Priscilla Presley when she was 14? No, I knew that, and I know that's fucked up. But um, yeah, I mean that's fucked up. Now they claim, at least Elvis claimed initially, and Priscilla claimed that they didn't have sex until they were married. Now, she said that there was an... How old was Elvis when he dated 24. her at 14? He was 10 years older than her. That is fucking... I mean, a 24-year-old to a 14-year-old is pedophilia. Yes. Yes. There was an agreement he made with himself that the woman he decided to take for his wife, he was going to keep her that way until he married her. So he said he wanted a virgin. Now, here's... Gross. Cr- the craziness. Now, Priscilla gives birth to Lisa Marie in 1968. Then Elvis stops having sex with her. Because he had mentioned that 
he'd never be able to make love to a woman who had a child. These are all in various fuck different books. Elvis. I know. How fucking okay. insane fuck is that? Elvis. Fuck Elvis. Mm-hmm. Fuck his shit. This is the kind of rhetoric that gets passed down to men. Yep. In fucking keeps women like enslaved to the fucking wants of men that don't, they don't even want that someone like Elvis well, creates. Well, like he's literally thinking of a, a girl, not even a woman because she was 14 fucking mm-hmm. years old. He's thinking of her literally down to like minimizing her down to a baby maker. And then that's it. And as soon as she's done, he's lost his, his, his attraction to her, which is fucking repulsive. Like he can't, he wouldn't fucking exist without a woman. That shit makes me so sick, and yeah. it makes me fucking hate Elvis. And he loved his mama, any, too. Like, you know he what? loved his mom. Did he? I don't think yeah. he did. Because, listen, any straight man would not feel that way about a woman. So I actually question... Well, I question oh. his Elvis's dad. sexuality. I'm sorry. Children, childbirth does not, does not make women less sexy or less beautiful. It just is not true. Many women's bodies don't change, and even if they did, they become hotter. Like, there's just no truth in that. Okay, so this is from a book called Baby Let's Play House, Elvis and the Women Who Loved Him by Alana Nash. And Disgusting. She also said that Priscilla eventually cheats on Elvis. Good for her. And then she Elvis should. grabs her and then forcefully made love to her, saying, this is how a real man makes love That's to his woman. That's called rape. Yeah. And then they separated in 72. They divorced one year later. Now, that's not... You might think like, oh, it was just the one time that he was a pedophile. It's never no. the one time, no. let's be honest. He had these these uh, tickle and wrestling fights when he was 22 with these three 14-year-old girls. Okay? He dated several minors, including Dixie Locke, who was 15, and he was 22. Um, Jackie Rowland, who was 14 at the time, he actually was caught kissing her by her mom kissing her to show her how adults kissed. Like, there's nothing more predatory than that. No, um, but I, what I want to say, and I don't think people really realize like it, realize this, is that let's just take California, for example. There's no minimum age to marry in California. There's zero minimum age. You don't have to be 18. You don't have to be 16. In California, as the law is written, if the husband and the parents sign off you can get married at any age. And then the judge has to sign off, but they rarely don't. So like a 12-year-old, yes. Yes. their parent could be like this 50-year-old. The parents, pro- the, the parents could be impoverished. The child could be impregnated with a rapist baby. And the, the rapist could be like, I'll pay you off. Just don't send me to prison. And everyone will sign off on this. And the child just becomes this man's wife. The, the wife of the rapist. And there's no reason for these laws to exist. There's no reason. A twi- I can't believe that law exists in California. That's right. Uh, another notable state, Boston. No no um, minimum Mass- age. Massachusetts. It, oh, yes. Boston, Massachusetts. Massachusetts, I mean, no minimum age. There are several states like that. New York just passed the bill. Like, there are a lot of uh, nonprofits who are trying to change this. But many states in the U.S. have no minimum age, and much of it is to protect fucking rapists yeah. from facing charges. And all of the scenarios look like what happened with Elvis. And here's the thing with Elvis is that there was a, another girl that he met named Frances Forbes 
he started liking her when she turned 14. And you're seeing this thing. God it's always damn. 14. Yeah. He, yeah. He didn't, when they he, get tits? He didn't pay attention to me when I was 13, she said. But when I was 14, he noticed me. 14 was a magical age with Elvis. It that, really was. It is so insane. Like, thinking about a 14-year-old little child and then thinking about somebody as powerful and like one of the most famous people in the entire oh, that, world he's at that handsome. time. He's he's charismatic. Like it's just he's perfect. He's a perfect predator. Perfect predator. Money, fame, you and know. And even if like the one girl that her mom walked in on him mm-hmm. teaching her how to the grown up way to kiss or whatever, Ew. like it's a little bit reminiscent of the situation with Michael Jackson with the kids' parents kind of enabling the whole situation because it's and like you're getting gaslit and manipulated by this really powerful person. Dude, you probably didn't even realize the tie in here, but you remember the like infamous Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie kiss? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. She was attracted to this like childlike, you know, may- maybe it's part of like she missed who knows what she was or subjected to. I don't want to, yeah. I don't, but like there's, that's an odd coincidence. Mm-hmm. I don't you know, know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you have to look at the psychology of all of this. It all bleeds into everything. And I don't think there's nothing to that, personally. No, it's definitely, there's definitely Interest, something there. It's an and interesting that was really connection. interesting, to, absolutely, because you have the two, arguably the two biggest pop stars in, in history. Having this connection. Having this gener- connection, multi-generational. multi-generational. And they, they both were, were notoriously, accused, notoriously, you know. Being pedophiles. Yeah, and then we have Lisa Marie like in the middle of bridging that. Yeah, the wow, two that's of that. So crazy, fascinating. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that before. It's so weird. Oof. All right. Well, but it's again. We've talked about this before. Dysfunction can't see. Like it's not yeah. weird to Lisa Marie, and maybe, maybe it's why yeah. Michael Jackson felt safe around her. Not that he should, but it is what it is. Like people can't if exposed to dysfunction don't necessarily see it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So. That's our True Crime Rewind <laughs> now. <laughs> yes, enjoy your listening, but enjoy we are going listening. to listen to something else. We're going to listen to the worst, the worst thing you've ever done. That you've ever done. And dun, I'm dun, talking dun. to you. Yeah. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to you. They know, they know who I'm Worsty talking firsties. to. Worsty firsties. That's right. Yep. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Come on, come all. Welcome to the worsty, firsty thing you've ever done in your whole life. You know, if you're listening... You're wondering if we're going to play your worsty firsty confession. We probably are eventually. We go right down the list and we uh, sort it out based on the episode we're doing. So if you have, stand by. We're coming. But for those of you who have been toying with the idea of doing it, here's the number for you. It's 323-539-3516. 
It'll ask you for a name. We'll never hear it. We'll never air it. This is a completely anonymous and very safe place. One more time, 323-539-3516. You have about three minutes. If it cuts off, call us back. Give us the rest of your story. We'll edit it together. It'll be like there was no cutoff at all. So we love you. We thank you for your sweet, sweet trust. And we're going to start with our first firsty, worsty confession of the day. Let's do it. Hey, guys. I was just calling to share my worst thing I've ever done story. Um, And it is actually that I lied about the worst thing I ever did. Um, You have to understand, very basic. I've had high-functioning anxiety since I was five, you know, born in 83, so grew up during stranger danger. Like, I've always tried to live my life the most boring way possible, you know. Even as a teenager, I was the mother hen who... Don't drink too much. Don't do that. Call me. Never partied. No drugs. I married my first boyfriend. We're still together 17 years later. Like, basic, boring, vanilla. And I'm also a bad liar. So I was at this job. Um, new job. I was in my early 20s. Um, and everyone, it was slow. Everyone wanted to... uh waste some time talking about the worst thing they ever did during lunch. We were all gathered together in the office, um, and all my coworkers were sharing these funny, scary, exciting stories about stealing and partying and relationships and stuff. And there I am with, like, I don't know, one time I laughed to my mom about something, like, basic, I nothing, nothing. So I didn't say anything until the very end. And um, that's when everyone looked at me and I was like on the spot. Okay, I'm doing this. And I made up a lie about how one time I was driving down a dirt road in our little Southern California California town. Um, We have lots of orange groves out here. And I was driving down the road and – This homeless dude walked out of the orange groves, and I hit him. And I stopped, and he didn't get up. He just laid there, and I just drove away. And the look on these people's faces when they heard me tell this story about how I killed a homeless guy and left him in a ditch on the side of a a dirt road was... um, They were just shocked, surprised, horrified. It was great. You know, me being a bad liar, too, my voice was shaking. It was very, very convincing. I had them convinced that this was the thing I did. The room went silent. And it stayed that way until my mom, who actually worked at the company with me, walked in and, you know, read the room, felt the vibes. And she was like, what is going on? Like, no one's looking her in the eye very tense, awkward, and I knew I couldn't keep it up. I couldn't keep the lie. I just start laughing, and they all look at me with wide eyes, and I explain to my mom what we were doing and what I said and how it was a lie, and we all had a good laugh. But anyway, to fe- me freaking out those poor coworkers of mine was probably the worst thing I've ever done. All right. Thanks, guys. 
Bye. It wasn't overtly clear to me whether or not like you ever clarified to them that you were lying. <laughs> so like there could be this flock of people who just think you're a murderer. Yeah. But honestly, that is such a good look. I, okay. I wish that we took video of us listening to your stories because the three of us were sitting at this table with our jaw on the fucking floor. <laughs> we're the new apology line. Like we're, we're getting these amazing confessions. Like, have you done this? Also, how did you, how did you come up with this crazy yeah. lie? Also, you're not a bad liar and you're an incredible storyteller. The way that you pause when you st- like go through the really intense parts moments. of your stories. Sure. Oh my gosh. Like I think that you honestly might be lying to us and maybe well, you did do well this. that's the thing it's like i want us next week to get a call from somebody that's saying like you know what um i once was at a at work and somebody told me a story about hitting a homeless or, person <laughs> i used to be homeless and i was hit yeah. and run and nobody and nobody stopped and no her, one cared the woman stopped it, it, the and i got heard out. through the grapevine that someone admitted to it yeah yeah i mean that is the, uh, to be to think on your toes like that is a skill that i just do not have and especially i know she said you've been suffering with anxiety your entire life like that now makes that 10 times harder so what a feat you know <laughs> honestly girlfriend you are so gifted. gifted i don't know what you do for a job but uh, this sort of improv yes. is a skill. You come here, yes. move, to Los Angeles. move to Los Angeles. You could be a groundling. Mm-hmm. You could go to the improv. You could Phoebe <laughs> from Friends was a groundling. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be you. That could be you. But honestly, you're funny and uh, hopefully not a true murderer no, we of don't homeless. Want that. We don't want that to happen. Unhoused, mm-hmm. as they call them. They deserve tons mm-hmm. of housing. Uh, but anyways, yeah. I am jealous of you because I I crave those awkward moments sometimes and I've yeah. never created those big ones. That mm. was incredible. Yeah. We're here for it. On to the next. On to the next. Hi, Jack, Alexis, and Billy, and maybe Jerry. Um, I am calling to tell you about the worst thing I've ever done. Now, it's just going to sound a little lame, but I really believe it's the worst I've ever did in my whole life. So when I was in, like, the fifth grade, my mom sat me down one day, and she told me that Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy and all of that, she told me that they weren't real. Now, I took it pretty well. Like, I wasn't devastated or anything. But then, for some reason, it gave me this weird, like, sense of superiority. Like, I felt like I was, like, such a grown-up because I knew the secret, right? And I was, like, so smug. So they definitely told me, like, tell my little sister, right, which makes sense. So a few days later, I was at my cousin's house. And uh, these cousins lived really close to us. Like, they lived on the same street. They were, we, were all, we were all, like, really close mages. So my cousin, who was a year younger than me, I don't remember what, like, provoked me. But I ended up telling her that Santa Claus wasn't real. And I thought it was, like, this cool secret that I was sharing. Like, I didn't realize that, like, what I was doing was telling a child that Santa Claus wasn't real. Like, that's a horrible thing to do. And like I said, we lived on the same street. And from the time I walked out of her front door to the time I walked into my front door, her mom had already called my parents. And I got into, like, pretty big trouble. Like, my parents, like, they didn't yell, 
But I definitely got, like, the we're really disappointed in you speech. So, yeah, like, all in all, it's kind of lame. But, like, I told a kid that Santa Claus wasn't real. And that was kind of a shitty thing for me to do. So that's the worst thing I ever did. Love you guys. Okay, girl. So if we're talking about monikers, you're uh, the dream killer. The, dream, <laughs> yes. the ultimate sin. The dream ki- you're you. a dream killer. Well, but honestly, it was such a yeah. childlike mistake. Like, we've all done it. But, like, it is so true. Like, once you find out that Sienna isn't real, you're like, you do feel like such an adult. You're like, I've made it. Mm-hmm. I've made it. I know everything. There's nothing left to learn. I'm done here. Wait, but do you guys remember those moments? Because I do not remember when I figured that out. I, well, I remember telling my daughter and she was at the age it was like it was, it was time and then she when was incredibly time it was when like maybe 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 five or six what's that what i don't know to like 12 yeah. okay all right but i had a much longer childhood than your daughter but, uh, but and she was very practical about it she's and then like five what minutes five year old five practical. minutes later maybe it was like eight or nine five minutes later she said well i'm so glad you told me because when i have kids i'd be waiting around like for santa claus and like they would have no no presents. Oh I was God. like, oh my God, that is the sweetest thing I've oh, ever. Oh, she was yeah. caring about her But was it five kids? or yes. nine? I don't, That's I don't remember. I'll, I'll ask her. I'm sorry. My situation with Santa Claus is like the most typical Jack thing in the entire world. Indifference? So, true indifference? No. My, so, because I'm an only child and my parents are obsessed with me, yeah. I love them so hey, much. Hey, May and Belle. Hi, May and Belle. Who we, listen? We used to have a regular Christmas tree for like all the presents from everybody and mm-hmm. then they had a special Jack Christmas tree with only presents from Santa. Oh. So when I finally, I don't think my parents told God, me. I, I thought that your childhood. I found out like <laughs> through the grapevine, through somebody else, because I don't remember the exact moment either. But I pretended that I still believed in Santa Claus mm. for, for them? a few years so I could get the extra present. And yes. for them? So I could get the extra well, present. It's <laughs> really, your parents enjoyed doing it. Like, oh my God, my dad would still, my dad still does it. He, every Christmas, he'll like... We have this special gold garland that he'll put no. out. That means that Santa came. Like he still does it. No, and it's you have horrible. to have different wrapping paper than your parents. Santa. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta tell you, as a big fan of the Vanix, I've gotten to know May and Bill pretty well. Oh yeah, and I've never seen like a father and mother like express their love in such a yeah. sincere and like enchanting way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Jack's last birthday. They did like a picnic and your dad was so intent on like making it perfect. Even just picnic, it's it's not a big deal or an expensive thing. It's a picnic, but like they wanted it perfect. They love Jack so much. And yeah. your parents <laughs> are exemplary and amazing. And to, to tie it all together back to our first uh, firsty worsty, which you're not. Mm-mm. Listen, we all destroyed the dreams of others. <laughs> yes. That being said. That's just the first. But that yeah. being said, you can make up for it like in the people around you now. Like yes. you can just create. And Billy is a big fan of this. You're a proponent of enchantment and childlike wonder mm-hmm. and yeah. and uh, relief in like excitement Listen. and in like fantasy. Right. So no. again, though. You were a child. Like, we destroy the dreams of other children. It's not our oh, fault. Okay. No, we s- don't have the cognitive ability to do better. <laughs> San- Santa Claus isn't something that's wait, physical. Santa wait, Claus you called it Claus. All of us. He-, he called it Santa Claus. Santa Claus? <laughs> Claus. <laughs> the sound is like a Z. Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. You called it Santa Claus. My name is Santa like Claus. Like a German. Now, you didn't and, hear it? And now he we said, dance. He said Santa Cla- Claus. I'm like, what? Yes. 
I can't let this slide. Yes. Go on. Santa yeah, Claus. Santa Claus lives within no, us Santa all. Claus, yes, and you can you can have that spirit with you every day. Well, since somebody was going to ruin the dream at some point, it might it as well to be, be you. you. You know, and also Billy's everyone's Santa Claus. Yes. German treats for German, everyone. Yes. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> Big pass. All right, Alexis, are you ready for the Costanza stanza? Oh, is it time already? It's yes, party it is. time. I know it's flown by. Fuck balls. What is this one? Oh. Okay, so the title, okay, you have to know that I neglect the titles cuz I don't know. This one's called Stanza versus Stanza versus Newman. Okay. <laughs> I've got a lot of problems with Newman. <laughs> Let me count the ways. He lives down the hall from Jerry. He never leaves. He always stays. And here's another thing that can't be a mistake. He's short and he's stocky. He's copied my shape. (laughs) Another thing that fills me with despair. He's like me, but better because he has thick brown hair. He's ambitious. I fail. He delivers the mail. He manipulates Kramer. Gets him in on his schemes. Living with Jerry. It's the stuff of dreams. But what can I do to solve this conundrum if only I wasn't such a fucking dum-dum? Maybe I should ask Lena Dunham. Maybe I should have him move to London. All I know is that it must be done because I cannot accept that he's one. Getting rid of him needs to be done. He should probably just become a nun or get kidnapped by someone. Newman, you should probably just go on the run or die for fun because, homie, this war has only begun. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> that was incredible. It turned into like a rap battle. I love how you just threw Lena Dunham's name in there. I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah. Li- it rhymed with uh, London. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. 